Whoa, welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode five of Neon Hotline Brisbane. What it do? It's your girl, Jamil. Hey, what's happening? It's Jared 2020. Boom, boom. Yes, hashtag 2020 visions. First episode on the on the camera, which is going to be exciting, Ooh. I reckon. Yes, we're excited. And we've got some really, really groovy, groovy kings and queens coming in on the show for a oh, segment. Man. So excited to have some people on you yeah? mm-hmm. and such cool people as well. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a really cool discussion. Um, we had a, an amazing film photographer, an upcoming neo soul artist, and just a graphic, graphic painter. And you're going to meet them in just a second. But as we do every time on this show, we always like to give an acknowledgement to country because that's what we're about, respect. So we recognize the country as being the lands cared care of by the traditional owners. We'd like to acknowledge the Yagara and Turrbal people in whose lands we are recording on today. And we pay respects to elders, both past, present and emerging. I love that. I love that we do that on the show. I like that it's heartfelt and it's mm. sincere. And that's, that sincerity is going to follow through into this interview that we've got with Wellborn, Dancing Water, and Joseph Crackett, who goes by Only Odd. But for this actual episode, we're going to miss out in telling you about our F5 That Playlist, but we're going to be showing it on our social feed. So yeah, make sure so you check that out. get onto the socials mm-hmm. and get some of those songs in because I've got some bangers this month. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. All right, let's hit it. Over to the show. We're doing something a little bit different this time for show number five, and we're pretty excited about it because we're in an open space, and we're lucky to have some really groovy king and queens joining us in the studio. I'm going to rattle them off, but they can introduce themselves in a bit. But we've got, on my left, Wellborn. In the middle, we've got Dancing Water. And on my right, we have Joseph, who goes by Only Odd. So, would you guys do me the pleasure in introducing yourselves? Please. I'll start. Uh, my name is Joseph Crackett. I'm a photographer and artist manager. And yeah, I love taking photos, love creating, love working with artists, love live music, love music in general. That's why I do what I do. Because I never wanted to leave music alone. Like it had to be a really big part of my life. Just memories from growing up, my, what my parents played me when I was young feel like I can like recreate that for my children as well. So like my journey and music I've connected to moments in my life, I can like share that through images. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That's sweet. Honestly. Such a fabulously <laughs> That's wow. so I mean, you yeah. said. I to kick that off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know I had those just thoughts. <laughs> yeah. wow. It just happened. Yeah, so but yeah, that's why I take photos because it was just, I guess like looking back when my parents showed me like baby photos hmm. you go back to your baby photos yeah. and you just yeah. see like moments in your life you're just like wow like how did they do that and then you realize that they took it on film and there was no digital there was no editing that's why i started film because like they weren't even thinking about yeah the, the, yeah it, it, it was like know? me running around in a nappy and yeah. they were just like bow, bow. <clears throat> moments of memory but yeah they're just like really big staple images yeah. like in my life like i hang them up all over my wall and it's <laughs> just like beautiful yeah, just boxes of old photos. And then I was like, let's do something with that. That's sick. That's, That's so beautiful. Why Why do you do select your name? Um, comes from Tumblr when I was like, Hey! Yeah. Tumblr. <laughs> hey! 
uh, yeah. It. So when I was like, um, like fourteen in high school, sort of found myself like staying indoors a lot rather than like going out on weekends, and that was like a mixture of like feeling like I wasn't invited to parties, but also a mixture of just like not putting in the effort to like socialize. So no, sometimes you like you part. victimize yourself. You're like, oh, mm. maybe like people don't like me, but really it's just like insecurities mm. being anxious i get that now yeah it's like yeah, right? not even well i don't know it's just like i'm on my my own business and stay yeah. in you, you know? get caught up in it so how do you think how do you think photography and that's helped you to break in is that have you used that as a way of getting out and socializing like taking photos at events and yeah for sure but like the first couple years and still now i struggle with like using my camera as like a opportunity to communicate with people mm. like because it became that at the start it was like hey i can talk to this person because my intentions is to take a photo of them and then i can share that photo with them and we could possibly build a, like a working relationship mm. um but i still like to this day struggle to like ask someone for a photo because i'm just like sometimes it's because i'm a fan of the artist mm. <laughs> And I just freak out. <laughs> like I was at um, Laneway Festival and I was in the backstage area and I saw Mac DeMarco and I'm just like huge fan. <laughs> and I just froze. <laughs> and he was playing pinball. And I was like, how do I ask this guy for a photo? And I was like, hey, do you like pinball? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you play it much? He's like... Yeah. I love this. And then he just sort of kept on playing and then walked away. <laughs> and I was like, what did I do? You know what I mean? I didn't even bring my camera with me. Yeah. Like I had I had like three cameras around my neck. Damn it. And just like, but then like there was an, another opportunity that same night where I was able to go up to Steve Lacey from the internet Oof. and just be like, it was so funny. I was like staring at him across the room. And then he locked eyes with me just by chance. So I was like, all right, my, my name is Joseph. And then I was like, so you're like 21. You got nominated for a Grammy when you were 16. How does that feel? And he just like, he's like, I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah. And he was brutally honest. And it was quite interesting to see how like open he was with me. So like, I think if I distract the fact that I want to take a photo of them, and act less of a fan, then I'm more comfortable. Yeah. But hold yourself with higher value. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because yeah, if I'm going up and like, you're dope, you're dope, you're sick, you know, you're yeah, my right. favorite, they're going to be like, mm. Mm. everyone says that to me. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's still like a, I don't know, I, I think I'm just a really anxious dude. So I think a lot about what could happen yeah. if I say the wrong thing. Mm. But a lot of opportunities have come to me from just like not caring and just going with it. But back to where my name came from was because on Tumblr I was posting, I was just like a really big Tyler creator and Earl Sweatshirt fan. Oh my God. And that's Odd Future Wolfgang. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm only posting Odd Future stuff. So it became only odd. And then it sort of became, I was posting so many different things that I couldn't really name it. So then only I'd sort of stuck with it. And then when I started taking photos, I was just like, I want to capture so many different artists and I want to take photos of like my parents and 
like babies and artists and just like all these different things and couldn't really, I didn't want to be like a wedding photographer and I didn't want my name to be there. So it's just like only odd, like only the different things that I, I see. That. So yeah, it's sort of just it's a random. Combination of yeah, yeah. Combination. It's just like, but it's also weird because you could like, like everyone's odd in their own way. Mm. So whatever I'm capturing is odd. But I, I guess it's just like I see my point of view as different to someone else's because it is. So that's how I got to represent it under only odd. Sick, I man. love that. That's well, damn. Yeah. I'm happy we got this show. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just happy that we've got these amazing creatives coming in. And thank you for sharing with us, like, yeah, your you. raw sense of self. Like, I'm yeah. appreciative of that. Appreciate it. But, um, sorry, we'll keep moving along. Um, I am Dancing Water. It's a stage name uh, and cultural name from my Indigenous background. But um, my name is Nadine Curry. And uh, I only just started making music like at the end of last year, but I've just been around, like I've fucked with musicians and music all around Brisbane forever and like parents and shit too are musically inclined. Um, But I think it was, and it still is, it's therapy. Like it is the only thing that will make me not lose my shit. Like... I think I realised as well when I was showing a lot of people my music, they were like, why is all of this really sad? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realise I was making sad yeah, music. That's, that's, like, that's so funny when people say that. Like, also, it's so dark. That's so dark. Right. It's it just is? like, it's like oh, oh, word. Like, okay. But I, I had to think about it as you do sometimes. I'm like, I think it's just, it was just a, an accumulation of just things that have happened just all coming out. It's not like I feel that way. It was just like <coughs> a release therapy. Of- it was finally my therapist is rocked up and I'm mm. like, this is what happened, bitch. Like this is this, 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 but in a really beautiful melodic way. And people will listen to it more than like if I talked about my trauma or this happened to me, some people will take it in, but it will sometimes go out the other ear. But mm. if you like sing something for some reason, people are just like, yeah, she really felt that way because of the frequencies and vibrations mm. and the, tempos. you know, temp- yeah, tempos mm. of what you're using. People are just like um, humanly attracted to it and feel sad from a certain tempo or uplift. Mm. Yeah, it's mathematical. Everything's mm. mm. um, math, really. It's <laughs> maths. Um, but yeah. <laughs> It's Newton's second law. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. But yeah, pretty much. I'm just using it as therapy, and and because I I feel like I have messages to share. Just because I am indigenous to this country as well, and a lot of shit has happened and is continuing to happen to my people. So I'm just here to say my experience, and sometimes other. Indigenous people's experience as well. Not all of them are the same, but it's a responsibility. Though, yeah, yeah, Feel it's like just it is, it's f- for the culture, for the culture, okay. for the mob. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, music is my way of doing shit for my culture too. So, and oh my god, I cannot wait to just like I'm, I'm I have a few songs in language too. So oh, like, yes. it's like Exciting. powerful. 
and I'm I was talking about it with my brother one time. Like he he called me out of nowhere. Really stoned. Can I say that right now? You sure you can. So he was I really stoned. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> 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 My mum's listening to this. Kidding. Hello. Shout out. Um, uh, yeah, and I was as well. And we just happened to just like <laughs> catch each other at the right time. He's like, yo, like your music, dude, like da 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 And I was like, um, I'm just like doing what our ancestors did. I'm honestly – we. We don't even realize that we're just mimicking what they did in the past. Mm. That's how our song lines and stories come along through, yeah, song and dance. That's how we know our stories and who our mob is, mm. just from singing and dancing. Like it's the most, it's yeah, yeah, mm. it's how we learn through singing. So I'm just like, yes. This is what my ancestors did. This is what I'm doing. I feel more connected. Like it's really, um, it's empowering for me and liberating like, yeah, for the culture, music for the culture, you know, and myself too. Um, but yeah, I feel like once I, once I like make a song, I'm just like, like, it's like, I just throw it. I'm like, have it. Have it, have it, have it. Like it's not mine anymore. Just like with any artist, I some I forget which musician said it, but they're like, once you make something and other people see it, hear it, feel it, it's not yours anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's everyone's interpretation of it now. So yeah, fair. And so like I'm just like, there's the song. Do what you feel about it. Like if you're thinking of someone when you hear this sad shit, you know. Like I have I have one song that's like. Pretty is probably like the saddest shit I've ever made from like an experience in my life, but it was about a, a parent of mine. Um, but I listened to it and I'm like, this is good in the sense of like someone could interpret this as it's about their partner or their best friend or whatever. So like, yeah, it's it's not mine anymore, I guess. Like... Sense Does that release. make sense? Yeah, like yeah, feeling a sense of release, like removing something from your yeah, from the spirit itself and letting it out into the environment and letting other energies kind of blend with it. Yeah, if you like, yeah, yeah. I suppose that pulled? definitely comes back to your point earlier when we were chatting about the like seeing a photo and like relating to a time in your life. Yeah, I feel like that's very similar to the experience of music. Like mm -hmm. during that period, you would just have that song on repeat, or it just reminds you of it, and people experience your song differently than yeah. maybe what you experienced it. Yeah. Uh, it just relates to them in a certain aspect and touches yeah. them in a different way. And it's crazy like when you do get like feedback from your shit and you're just mm. like, oh, my God, I didn't even think of it like that. Like yeah. you're just like, damn, you really felt that way about my stuff. Like I was feeling like this. Like that's yeah. totally different from what I was mm. thinking. <clears throat> but like, yeah. Have you ever like scared yourself? I guess with the way you've expressed yourself on a song and then not being able to take those feelings back because it's out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just like, I had to think of it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, I guess like, I guess the way you describe your style of music, it's like a diary, like a diary entry. Hell yeah. And then you put it out there and then maybe I guess you're talking about a specific moment. Mm. that could, I don't know, hit a spot for you or hit a spot for someone and then it's just like it's not yours anymore and you yeah. can't change it. Mm. So like Definitely you have do no it. regrets then Yeah, to that point. 
Yeah. Yep. It's not <laughs> yep. like you can go do a remix. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> you can try. Can. I meant this. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Take it I back. said what I said. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's therapy and for um, for my people. That's it at the end of it. It mm. is to liberate myself and for the future of my people, the First Asian people on this country. Mm. Yeah, respect. Thank so you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, sis. Preach, snaps for that. Mm. And well born. Well born. Yes. Who are is, you? That is me. <laughs> ah, well born. Where do we start? Well, I'll give you the name. Like I get the name is my name. It's I want in Celtic. Um, so, well born means young warrior. Um, I, I decided to give my visual arts um, name uh, well born because of the simple fact that I had a strong aspiration to remove myself from myself, um, and I couldn't potentially um, continue expressing. In my current mindset because it was just um it was becoming too repetitive so i thought if maybe i'll hypothetically if i changed my name it would change my perception of myself and conveniently it did so that was a good move but um i've been doing visual arts technically i've been doing this particular outlet the way that i'm doing it now i've been doing it for about uh, a year and a half um, I've been a musician for, since I was oh, for probably about now, it'd be about, uh, 16 years or something. Um, I was in a professional band for about eight years back in the, when I was in my twenties. And, um, that was essentially what I thought I was going to be forever. Like I thought I was just going to be a musician, like in hardcore band and stuff. And back before, you know, Facebook really kicked off, mm. um, back when it was really still pure and raw and yeah, people would actually come to shows and that was the only way you would connect and that was a really pivotal period of uh, my life um and that's when I established how that's when I actually come to contact um come to terms with trauma um and understanding that trauma was a real thing um because that's when I actually started to remember my childhood and I started to really understand that my behavior and my experiences that I'd had weren't fair or justified so my whole journey through the music side of it, because it was hardcore music, I didn't really like hardcore, but that was I just wanted to, I needed to scream as well as sing to express my words. So I used to obviously do poetry and then just sing the songs and I used to structure it in ways that would connect with people and it worked really, really well for quite a long time. We toured all over the place, all over the country. Um, we had a very established little thing going on and it was good, but... As time went on and my mind got more and more blurry, I realised that the way that people were interpreting my expression wasn't really satisfying me anymore. Um, so obviously, and combination of other things like unhealthy environments, I decided to move away from it all. And that was probably about, let's say that was about five years ago, six years ago, five years ago. And then I moved up to Brisbane and um, just didn't do anything really. I did some music, a little bit of goofing around and stuff, but started the visual art thing because I just was going insane. Um, I was, my environment was driving me insane. People were driving me insane. Society was driving me insane. The structure of our system was driving me insane. I was finally in contact with my culture, which is, I'm, I'm a Narrabool man, um, which is the Glen Innes area of Australia, uh, northern New South Wales, near the um, Great Dividing Range. 
And I finally came to terms with the fact that I'd been suppressing my culture and that was what the problem was. All these years, all this resistance, all this pushing, all this pulling, all this pain, all this confusion and isolation. I found relativity in this, the, his, the story of uh, Aboriginal culture and Aboriginal history in Australia. And I'm like, and all of a sudden this spiral, of this crazy spiral of rage was rage. It was definitely rage. It took over me kind of thing. And I started to just become so cynical and so angry and I was like, I have to do something to contain this because it was, po- it was starting to poison my environment. I mean, like I was being distracted. Like I was travelling overseas and I was getting really loose um, carelessly just because I just didn't care. Like I just couldn't give a, couldn't give a flip, you know. Um, and I would, I'd try all sorts of things. I'd like the biggest, like the worst things, like say hypothetically, like, and go, go to Copenhagen, I'm on like, the streets of Copenhagen and consuming substances I've no idea what they even were and then the consequences were quite rapid and it makes you realize like you don't actually know who you are and you're not there you're not present in yourself and that really hit me hard and as soon as I came home I was like I need to start painting because I was a drawer when I was younger but I never really explored it because of the music and then I started painting and I was painting dark stuff like with like people with no eyes like screaming with spiders crawling out of their mouth and like stuff like just expressions of screaming basically so I wanted to scream but I was just sick of doing it out loud because people weren't listening and so but I wanted to still scream I just didn't want to make any noise so I realized that visual arts was the most effective way to express my rage and so it started as a, a way to get rid of my rage and my frustration with my environment without making too much noise really and then people started to like it and I still didn't care and I would constantly get people be like, it's really weird walking into your house and having like headless naked ladies and people screaming and crying, people with spiders crawling out of their mouth and mushrooms growing out of people's heads and stuff hanging on your walls. I'm like, yeah, I, I live by myself. <laughs> it's my therapy. So you know, mm. I don't really care if you like it. <laughs> mm. um, but then I started to think about what I was painting. I'm like, hang on, actually, what are you, what are you expressing? What's, what's, your, what's your problem? What's your trauma? What, what is it? And I'm like... It's sexual trauma, it's social trauma, it's physical trauma, it's cultural trauma, it's, it's just essentially trauma. And so I was like, oh, well then think about it and I stopped for a second and I'm like, think about it. You're not the only person that's got this problem, man. Like everyone's got this problem. We're all depressed in one sense or another, really, when you look, look like you actually pay attention to yourself. And I realised that my purpose was to start painting about the, the actual issues that we're all relatively connected with. And so I started painting more about my modern interpretation of culture, my modern interpretation of like our, ourselves. And, and that's currently what the project is. It's Wellborn, which is essentially that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm being a young warrior um, and I'm trying to like, you know, figure out a way to articulate pain in a positive way because like I, like, I paint it as beauty and chaos. Like, like, Chaos can be beautiful. It's just how you interpret it, how you add it, how you convey it, and how you uh, how you wear it on your sleeve. Because you know, every person in this room has got some sort of pain, but you know, you can make it a good thing. Mm. It's just about how you present it. So that's essentially what the point of this whole visual arts project is, um, and it's been extremely rewarding, much more rewarding than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be me in my house by myself, but it's been the exact opposite of that. So that's in what way? Like, how do you? Which I've connected the connection. I've connected so much more than I anticipated. Like I, I did it to connect, but I never actually expected it to work. Mm. <laughs> um, and it, but it just did. It's worked 
tenfold. Like I, I can't believe how much many people, everybody that I've met in the last few years has been because of the visual art project. Um, like, I mean, and the people, are the, the people I want to meet, like in the music industry, when I was doing music, me personally, I didn't connect to anybody. I, I couldn't relate to anyone because I didn't feel like the people that were there were really relating. Mm. And the, back then in particular, it was, real, it was a real young white male thing um, being in a hardcore band. Like there was a lot of that. So I was like, and I just didn't connect with that environment at that time. And I guess it didn't work for me. And so now like the diversity of the visual arts environment or just art in general in modern, modern Queensland, I guess, well, modern Australia, actually, it's not just Queensland, it's Australia. It's just, it's, it's a lot more um, receiving. It's a lot more receiving of people, I think, mm. at the moment. Because I think everybody's, <coughs> everyone's looking for connection right now. Like we're really searching for connection. For sure. And it's, I think it's, um, it's made the project so fruitful. I'm pretty stoked, to be honest. I'm pretty stoked to be sitting here with you guys. You guys are super mm. interesting. I was just like bouncing off from what you're saying, like connecting with other people. I think we've all just tried to connect with ourselves first yeah. before we could even like offer any type of substance, anything to yeah. anyone else, Big I time. guess. Hell yeah. Hell because yeah. you got to love yourself before you can love other people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Isn't that? It comes Friday heat. Oh, damn. Yeah. No, 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 but isn't yeah, that, that's no, right. No, no, like it's, it's, yeah. You can't appreciate somebody else if you can't look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you got to be your own hype man first <clears throat> yeah, before but it's, you get your entourage. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird though because, I mean, like, not standing lame or anything, but I've always loved myself. I've always thought I ruled. Like, mm. I never never doubted that I was special. I just, I just was confused as to um, – I was just confused as to how I was being received. Um, and I learned that that was because mm. of the environment I was placing myself in. Like I was, Word. Like, because it wasn't – it's not – like I think like we were talking about it just before about that whole concept of fear and trauma – of fear in general or, mm. and ego. Mm. Yeah. Like and how they're so relative. Like people like – fear consumes most of our decisions in one sense or another – and like you're in a situation with somebody and they've got a loud, confident, strong personality. It doesn't matter if that person's just using that as a protective shield because they're actually really weak and insecure themselves. Mm -hmm. You interpret it like they're like arrogant or pretentious mm -hmm. or like some sort of a conceited fool. And you're like, oh, I hate that person. And then you, and then they'll usually sometimes with their ego or their fear will react back to you to try and push you back because they're doing the same thing. And then you find yourself going, whoa, what? Yeah. Just trying to be nice. Yeah. Why do people hate me? What have I ever done to anybody? I'm so confused. And then you lock yourself away. Mm. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's just easier if I don't talk to people yeah. and just do my thing in my house by myself. Mm. And you're like, and that's when I realize I'm like, it's the, it's the environment you place yourself in. Like you've got to be around people who can can receive you. Or on the same frequency. Yeah. Like. There's more of those people than I thought, but. Yeah. It's just understanding that everyone's got it, but in a different way. Mm. Well, we're all different shades of grey. I think we're also just like yeah. reflections that of each other too. Ooh, bars. Um, um, yeah. Just like mirrors of each other and we like bring out each other's like good, like good and bad characteristics Beauty. of ourselves without even like purposely doing it sometimes. Mm. Like an insecure person would hate a confident person mm. because mm. of, yeah. It's the lack of the, yeah, the lack of confidence they have, mm. you know. Um, 
But yeah. Sometimes you gotta like weed out your friends too. And it hurts sometimes. Sure. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, but man like, you, people love, it's yeah. a point, like you you can step back from a few people, but still have them in a circle of trust. Well, to a degree. Yeah. Just outside yeah. the border of trust. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, meet the parents. But <laughs> you know, it's I don't know. It's it's okay to be selfish in that sense. And like, yeah. you know, yeah. I can't do me. And then mm. look after you. Like, why am I trying to look after you in the mm-hmm. first place? Mm, yeah. But I feel like, you know, um, you know, society and culture is definitely something that each of you have implemented into your creati- creativity, as well as disassociation with your names. So you've all got an individual mm. name. That's a good pickup. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And do you, do you feel that having a diso- disassociation with your name represents half and half of you? Or is it both of you together that's representing you as a whole? Mm. We were talking about this earlier. This mm. is so weird. We were just yeah. talking about this outside, our names. Yeah. Um, I, um, I don't know. I think, like, f- for me, it, like, Dancing Water is my liberation because it is – it's from my culture. Like, my father gave me that name, Dancing yeah. Water. Uh, but in language, it's Warumbana. So, <clears throat> and, and and the way Warumbana. he just, yeah, Warumbana. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, so wait, what was the question? Like, it's like so your separate Do you identities. display more of your dancing water side than you would of your Nadine? Nadine? Or are they just together? It's just. That's a good question. Damn. Um, <laughs> I would say. Yes. Like, do you see that in either? Definitely. One trillion percent. Yeah. That is a very brilliant way to put it. Yeah. I literally, I, one minute, one part of my environment, um, I'm Owen, mm-hmm. and then the other part of my environment, I'm Wellborn. Yeah. So, and yeah. I was actually talking about how much with my art, how much I don't like when the, someone puts my name as Owen Smith underneath my artwork when my name is clearly Wellborn. Um, I find that to be a real challenge because I, it's, it's early stages, but so you've got to understand that people don't, don't understand the purpose of why you are who you are yet. Mm. That's frustrating. Do you find that at the start? Yeah. Like when you're starting something again, like, cause it's like going back to the beginning. It's, it's yeah. agonizing, man, going back to the start. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> what you focus on so much. It's like, no, just recognize what I'm doing. Yeah. But yeah. outside of my yeah. person. Understanding that people don't see it, but. That was yeah. the hardest thing to come to terms with again is like understanding that people don't, you're just, you know, like your perspective is, it's not, it's insignificant in one context or another. So it's like understanding that not to take that personal, where's the ego thing, mm. yeah. you know, and realizing that being aware of your environment and trusting that the environment will receive it yeah. eventually. For sure. And like, like not letting the fear of your ego take over and be like, no, yeah. I'm well-born. I'm only a- Treat me like well-born. <laughs> like, understanding like, all right, you don't see it yet, but you'll yeah. see it. You will eventually yeah. see it. Once you understand what I'm trying to say, you'll see it like your music. Mm. You know, once like someone will listen to your music and they'll be like, it's so poppy. And you'll be like, actually, it was a really dark, angry song. And you're mm. like, no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> and you're like, cool. You will eventually. You don't now. Give it a minute. Give it a few years, you know, in a few years' time. Once you've like, once I've continually, repetition, man, like it's all repetition. Mm. Yeah. The more I do it, the more you'll understand. You're not going to just get it straight away. Not every time. Mm. Sometimes yeah. I do. And the same with your photography. Like, mm. you know, people don't always like understand that you just like to be, take the moment. 
capture yeah. the moment and be in the natural yeah. situation that's actually happening. They, they yeah. don't get that, but eventually they will. Yeah. And they'll just ignore that you're even there knowing that you'll take the best photo of them. They don't have to worry about their ego because they know you're going to look after them. Yeah, mm. and I think a lot of their ego is sometimes just like their insecurity. It's all insecurity. Ego like, is insecurity. Mm, which, sure. I wish they were just a little bit more honest about it. Like, Hell yeah. I guess some people, like, it would be nice if you can't expect everyone to trust you with their insecurities and mm. what makes them anxious. But, like, mm. I'm not trying to beat it out of you. I'm just trying to have, like, an open conversation so mm. then yeah. I can understand you. Because yeah. if I know you're anxious in front of the camera, I won't pick up the camera for half an hour. Yeah, true. Just talk to you. Because mm. if I'm holding this in your face, it's, people are going to. Start Freak doing out. things with their hands. <laughs> You're like, what are you I doing? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But yeah, it's yeah, it's funny because like, it's it's quite funny because sometimes you want to be known as like, I guess your artistic name, but then sometimes you just want to be called your normal name. I know. Like this is <laughs> yeah, like and yeah, and that's like I guess your perspective because Precisely. like that's how you connect with yourself truly yeah. is. And and I'm like that. I guess like I've got five brothers and at school everyone would call us by our last name. Um, so like for at school, like my brother's friend would yell out crack it, which is my last name. And then like if we're all around, we're all turning around. You know what I mean? They're just lazy. They just Exactly, don't wanna, exactly. Like... So like <laughs> everyone's just saying the last name, but I always had nicknames and like I was never um like called by my full name, Joseph. It was always like, in like primary school was Jojo. And then I remember like a, a moment before I went into high school because I went to an all boys high school. Nudgy College, right? Yes. True. Yeah. And my mum said to me, I remember it was the first day of school, something like that. And I was still learning to tie my shoelaces in like the end of grade seven, like what is going on with this? <laughs> <laughs> my mum said, don't you think, Jojo is a bit, uh, I don't know the the exact phrase that she said, but she was like, don't you think you should just like go by something else now? Seeing you're going to like an all boys school, just go by Joe or something or Joseph. And I like, yeah. And I didn't know how to take that because I was like, man, I love Jojo. Yeah. But that's just like mum being protective of her, her baby boy. Yeah, right. And um, so it became Joe, but then all my older brothers and all their friends call me Jojo and I love that. I was just like, mm. so always nicknames from my life. So I guess when that, when I left high school was sort of when I like branded myself as only odd. That's why I'd like I hold on to it and I like represent myself like that because it's creative. Like you always want to mm. be known. Like if you are a creative, you want to be appreciated as a creative mm. because it shows that people respect what you see in here. And then the way you're putting it on the wall mm-hmm. or the way you're creating. So like, yeah, yeah like 100%. the way you like to be called your name, you don't like to be called your, your real name. Like I mm. definitely understand. Yeah. Because mm. there's a lot attached to your real name mm. when it comes to family relationships. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's so much. And you just want to escape from that. Preach. Mm. It's just like, I don't want to know about like. It's not relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not relevant. Don't Leave it. Her. Yeah. You get an <laughs> exhibition like. It's not like someone's rocking up and being like, oh, you know, his name, like Owen, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, he used to date blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. you know, this is his parents and yada, yada, yada. He did this last Sunday night. It's like, no, this is 
what's on the wall is what you're going to digest. Mm. So that's why having like that second identity is oh, yeah. so powerful to us. Mm. It's like, mm. it's like what, what we were talking about before outside, just like change the name changes the environment or changes like your identity. Yeah. Just, yeah. it just for some reason changes, it changes the energy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Psychologically. Yeah. And like whether people will pick it up or not, it's like not your problem as yeah. well. It's just like cool I'm going to do my so. craft. Yeah. Jump on when you like are ready. No, but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's ego right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I for sure like separate the two um, only because like that name is like a cultural thing. I'm like that's my step closer to my people, you know. And my English birth name is like, I'm just like, yeah, that's like, it's English. It's colonialism. I don't want that. Sorry. Bye. Don't yeah. know. Her. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to get myself. I'm, I have a cultural name, how it should be. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I, I think it's, 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 it's a liberating thing. Yeah. That's, you I know. Like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, um, I call myself uh, the reason, like, well born, like, is the because I'm my m- mother's side is uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island. Mm. Uh, my father's side is Welsh, and um, because I haven't been back to country since I've been like, since like I was old enough to be able to appreciate it, mm. um, I've never been given a cultural name. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other story in itself. But yeah. Um. My twin sister um, identified um, the significance of my name um, and obviously she got it tatted on herself. And that's when I actually started interpreting it. I was like, oh, okay, true. Like, that's a pretty pretty cool word, actually. It's a pretty cool name. It's a pretty cool meaning. And it's the indigenous of that continent as well. Because mm-hmm. obviously if you think about it, the Welsh, the Celtics, were naturally were the indigenous people of the continent before the Romans invaded and obviously Britannia became what it became. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and obviously spread across the world, which it already had ages earlier. But like, so naturally they also went through the exact same struggles that Aboriginal people, actually in some contexts, some of it could be potentially worse, but considering the error in which it happened, mm. um, because obviously the benefits of guns can potentially make for quick deaths yeah. rather than what was it like 12, like 205 or like back then, like the second, third century yeah which it was pretty dark back then mm. like but um the point i guess i'm making is that um it's like i'm, I'm, I'm indigenous celtic i'm a first fleeter i'm aboriginal and i'm torres strait islander mm. so i'm like literally the most australian person you could possibly meet at in, in 2020 technically because mm. um aboriginal narrabore um, torres strait island the north side of the continent um they were obviously the First Nations people of the continent who it's literally everything I'm proud of and stand for. But then the first colonials that were to come were Celtics. Um, and so it's like, and then the first fleet as well. So to be stuck, to be traced back to there, I'm like, well, so my entire history kind of is embedded in some form of, <laughs> some form of hecticness, mm, you know. Some fuckery. Some fuckery, yeah. 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 And it is like my... There's slavery, stolen generation, um, convicts and just like poverty all in my history. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, 
the only history we know of is the last 200 and 200 odd years, 250 years that we've got written literature of from the colonial era. Naturally, the Aboriginal, our history stems so deep and dark, so deep and far that like there's so much reference, but we don't have the, we don't have detailed reference of it. Yeah. Because it's all been quashed. But yeah. I mean, I celebrate this name because I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a greater representation of my consciousness at the moment who I currently am as an individual in general because it symbolises my acknowledgement of something greater than my current environment. It's something that <clears throat> connects me with my past, connects me with everything that's me. I wear the, the flag around my neck and I wear the Celtic on my wrist. So it's like I feel like I hold on to that everywhere I go. Mm. And then I paint about modern culture, you know, whilst still calling myself my Indigenous Celtic name, mm-hmm. you know. So... It's a sense I completely relate to the carrying of your name with pride. Mm. But for me, I would rather just be known as Wellborn because I just feel like it's a greater it's a greater representation of who I currently am as an individual. So mm. yeah. Like mad respect for like knowing like your non-indigenous side as well, because not a lot of people can say they mm. know. You know, especially if you are non-Indigenous um, in this country and you just call yourself Australian, mm. Um, mm. that's not a nationality or an ethnicity. It was a blanket over what, something that was there. Yeah. So it's just like it's. I have mad respect for like um, Australians that know they're like Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Like it's just mad shit. Like you know, you you know, mm. you know where you come from, mm. and. Yeah, have pride in that shit, you know, like. Well, at least understand it. At least be conscious of it. There's so many, yeah. so much ignorance, like laziness, I guess, which comes from fear. Yeah. With people, they just get a bit, they get a little bit uh, complacent with how much they actually know, in comparison to their opinion. Like it seems to be a real dangerous, sore point I think with Australia is a lot of people have an opinion on, say, for example, historical culture without actually understanding or knowing anything about it. You know, I don't know a lot enough about it to have a strong opinion, but I do know that for me it's quite important to represent it through visual arts and and to acknowledge the heart, the beauty and the chaos of it all because mm. they're both extremely relevant. I think it's a step closer to yourself when you know like your DNA, you know. You just yeah, like naturally just check. start cool. feeling like But did you do that? Pride. My twin sister. Would you do like d- do you have concerns about doing those DNA kits? No way. <laughs> it's interesting. It'd be I'm interesting. curious. People do have like, like, oh, do I really want to share my DNA data? Well, yeah. yeah oh, like that. Like that. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant, thought you meant like, in general. Oh, but like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, that's myself. a way better. Just like, Damn, like the percentages of like where you're from. Because like, mm. like I grew up in New Zealand to the age of 10. Oh, sick. So North Island, South Island, North Island, Hamilton, Hamilton. Oh wow! Yeah, true. and Mum's from England. Yeah, true. So, like, Mum was born in England, moved to New Zealand when she was like twenty. Met my dad, had six kids. But my <laughs> dad's New Zealand parents, uh, their parents were from Scotland. Damn. Yeah. So much moving around. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I think like. My nana and papa is what I call my New Zealand family, and then grand and grandpa is in England. 
But um, so they were born in New Zealand, but moving to Australia, I always held on to New Zealand, like because mm. it was in my accent for the first, you know, I would say like five years, and then it just disappeared. Then I had this like really bad mix of English, Australian, and New Zealand, and then people were just like what are you saying? <laughs> Everyone's asking you to say six and fish and chips. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? I can oh, so relate to that, like having to like <clears throat> explain ass is a cube of water. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. when I got you, my accent was, was yeah. really like yeah. strong. I hope, uh, I don't know. What Still it's pretty like. strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also you try and hold on to, you hold on to what you know. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes you kind of just have to Go with the flow, let it go, yeah, and just get into the environment that you surround yourself in. Yeah, it's crazy. Take it in. Like consciously do that. Yeah. Real. Well, like people, I don't know. I when people say I have a strong Australian accent, what does that I, actually mean, though? I don't. I don't know. I don't like it when you say that because I'm like, I'm not Australian, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. Like. All right, I'm going to have to go get my New Zealand passport and my British passport just to show you. (laughs) Show you my credentials. Yeah, because I I just like, I love New Zealand. That's the country that I was born in and I fell in love with and I will live there again. When I'm older, I will will die in New Zealand. That's how I see it. Or I will marry in New Zealand. I don't know. There's something that's just like, it's a really special place. Mm. Yeah. Just I remember when I went back in 2017, just like, all these thoughts that just ran through my mind when I was flying over. And then when I landed, just like the fresh air. And then oh, like, yeah. I remember um, like walking in the street in my, near my Nana's place and someone looked at me. He was like a moldy man who was driving and he looked at me and he just like did that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> that sweet. I'm home. Because in Australia, like when I came to Australia, like, I don't know, maybe it's just like, it's hot and everyone hates each other. That they're just everyone's rude. Like just hmm. their their <laughs> stares. There's like intent behind it. Like if I was to open my mouth, I was gonna get smacked. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how you feel walking the street sometimes in Australia. Do you feel like that, Jared? You're gonna get well, a hiding? Yeah, no. I was definitely. I feel like we may have come from different backgrounds. So it's, <laughs> I definitely feel the opposite. Like yeah, walking down the street here, yeah, I'm like, Pfft. well, come at me. Where? where yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> where? Where are you from? Sorry. South Africa. South Africa. So yeah. We've got a bit more of a relationship with the australian colonial culture yeah i know when you're chatting about that it's kind of hard like it's really i really appreciate what you guys are saying in terms of knowing your culture and stuff and that's been a big thing that i've been thinking about since i've moved here because back in south africa there were so many such a mix of cultures. like we had 12 official languages like mm. oh. official languages and like so with that mixing of people it created a really unique and like vibe and it was really good. But at the same time, it like juxtaposed against like the negative that it created with colonialism obviously is just one thing on its own that that's a whole issue on its own. But then you put that aside and then it's just different cultures that sometimes don't mix on, on mm. different levels and stuff. And it just creates a, a big tension and, mm. uh, yeah, I just like, and I was, I've been trying to think like, what was, what's my culture? Like, cause my, my, my ancestry is British. 
like English and Irish. That's where my ancestry line comes from. But in South Africa, the certain groups have their culture and their activities that they do. But mm-hmm. as an English person, I don't feel we had such a unique culture in terms of like we just, oh, my mate's going to do this and I'm going to go and just join in. And my other mate from a different culture is doing that. And I'm just like taking parts of everyone, just getting involved. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's nothing, I don't know, it might sound bad. There's nothing that was unique. Yeah. And, and I didn't really want to be uniquely British. Like, you know, I don't want to have a British culture because that was not who I am, but there was still not a, everyone else was a South African culture of some flavor, whereas my background was we coming in and messing stuff up, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So like yeah. there, was, there was no like, I don't know, traditional dance or traditional foods or traditional, like I just got involved with every little bit of everything else. And I've, that's, I've been thinking about that a lot lately coming here mm-hmm. where you see everyone just their culture, their background, they're putting Embracing that like, it yeah, and, and they're like putting it out like this is what I am. This is what I do and this is how I represent myself. Whereas and I was just like, mm, yeah. I don't know. And that's why sometimes also like I'm not talking on like issues in terms of like what's happening in Australia in terms of cultural angst or whatever. Like I'm, I'm not even I've, – I've got no room to talk about that. Like mm. I, just, I just take in other people's opinions and, I'm, yeah, I'm not getting involved with mm. putting my foot all the way in my mouth, you know. Like I'm mm. just like, yeah, cool. I appreciate and respect everyone for their own opinions and go mm. with the flow. But yeah, it's it seems like it's almost like a, a a melting pot at the moment in Australia. Yeah, especially with the generation, our generation, I suppose, our, the dem- our demographic, the one, the results of the boomer generation kind of thing, and then the results of the boomer generation's generation. So like, I mean, like, so oh, I've got so many lame ass theories, but um. Like the twenties, the twenties, man. I just reckon the twenties. Like this is this very symbolic um, period in time. Mostly, I think for a few reasons. One, because it's an even number, and it's uh, it's like a twenty, as if it's like a start of a decade. Like it's the beginning again. So people get it, got the idea of a fresh start, mm-hmm. kind of Yo, thing. Yo, this reminds me of that Wall Street Journal article I read. Like they're saying the Roaring Twenties are coming back for this mm. kind of time period now because mm. it's a new sense of it's refresh. Yeah. There's a new sense of millennial age in which we've got different technologies, different ideas and thoughts that we're trying to pump out to the mm-hmm. to the world to consume. Mm. And it's all new. Mm. But sorry, go on. No, no, it's very relevant to what I was saying. But um, I guess like so my thought was as well, like you think about reference points in time, like the noughties, like the 2000 to 2020 is not really a reference, like time-wise, like you can't. Reference mm-hmm. to the, like, if you're, say, hypothetically, you're talking about a band and you're like, oh, this band was really good in the 80s. This band was really good in the 90s. Yeah. This band was really good in the 2000s. I'm like, ugh. That's like, a, it just doesn't oh. have this. Yeah. Except if you're talking about It doesn't have R&D, the same R&D, ring. R&D yeah. in the early 2000s was, yeah. but it's was like, out of this world. Sorry, <laughs> I don't, don't just But I mean the reference time, like the, the time <laughs> yes. reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think about in the in the 30s or the 40s, when they're talking about music, they're yeah. going to make reference to the 20s. Mm. They're going to make reference to the 90s. They're not going to make reference to the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. like Christina Aguilera. Even though. Yeah. All of them, like hardcore was at its peak. That's when Parkway and Aberdeen that were like, Bring Me the Horizon were exploding. That's then right. you had like a lot of rock bands were really tight, like Grinspoon and all the Australian, like 
bands were Savage Savage Garden and like oh, um, yes. Silverchair Silver and all those types of bands were really Silver exploding. Then you had like Hansons and your um, you had your Britney Spearses and everything were all exploding mm, all in that period of time. She was really music was popping, but yes. I mean, you're not when you when you're getting older and you're referring back to time, it's not going to be as easy to refer to. Whereas the twenties is going to be easy. To, and I feel like psychologically, it's like people are like, oh, finally, I have a time. Like finally, there's a chance for me to actually have a time period to refer to. Mm. And I'm like, you know, my best period musically for my artistic career, the best period was between 2005 and 2015, which is a crap <laughs> reference point. <laughs> like I was really good in the 2012s. The tens and <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, right. That's so you weren't right. really in a time frame then. Yeah. yeah you're in the dead space period. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's a bit of a dead space period. <laughs> You know, whereas yeah. 20s is like, it's like all of a sudden time started all over I think you again. need to make up like a reference name. The yeah. Twel- the 12s. Yeah. Well, they called it the noughties. <laughs> we got the, like, yeah, the, the teens. The yeah. noughties. Yeah. 2K10. Like 2K10. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is that? Like I'm like you know, so Two new. syllables, what does please. That mean? That, well, like, noughties. 2K is <laughs> yeah. like. Thousand, like yeah, you know, like that's how you like reference money. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like the basketball game. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, NBA yeah. 2K. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna play 2K. It's just like 2K10. I'm so late. Honestly, yeah, like, I really, yeah, you're yeah. stuck in the 20s. <laughs> 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 you're stuck in the 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably. like that uh, Black Eyed Peas song. Which one like, from the new Oh, album? I'm so 3008, you're so 2000 late. Oh. Fergie, wasn't that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, such a good sense. Yeah. Oh, you listened to Fergie? Um, not <laughs> when she did the anthem for. No, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was Vicky. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah, I heard that was. I mean, <laughs> it was. Yeah, bless her. Ble- ble- yeah. Shout out. I think to we Fergie. were all blessing her at that point. Right? <laughs> 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 she like, Lord, I got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this won't save you, but have it. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all seen this? No. Have you seen? Oh I've seen, no, I've seen bits. you didn't see Who, it. I, no, no. Not yeah. sure, but I'm assuming. Was that? Are you talking about the Super Bowl? Yeah. This, oh yeah. wait, was it the Super Bowl? I don't. Yeah. I like recently? No, 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 oh, no not the recent no. one. No, I think it was last year. Last year, Fergie sang the oh, when national she sang anthem. It wasn't Very really well. bad. <laughs> she did, like just put too much. Of, the... Oh, she did, <laughs> she did the vocal dancing. No, but it was more than that. It was more intense. Just say the damn word. Just sing it. Like you've got it. Really, just like share it. Really, like it was. I don't know. I don't know the word. Cringeworthy? No, not even cringeworthy. I haven't seen it, so I don't actually know. I felt it was cringeworthy because I couldn't watch the first five seconds of it. True. I was like dying, like screaming into my phone, like, oh my god! (laughs) Have to check this out. What is this? Yeah, yeah. please do. Please. (laughs) That's what it sounded like, basically. And just like dragging out the like girl. Stop. But <laughs> shout out to Fergie. <laughs> Woo, yeah. London but Bridge, that's a jam. Yeah, Fergalicious. London Bridge. Fergalicious. Oh, what about, what's that other song, that MILF one? <laughs> uh, that was like a, that was like 2015. No, yeah. <laughs> 2015. Yeah, yeah. I think well, she, it's what? like her it was comeback, because she right? brought the Kardashians and. Yeah, you know, Chrissy Teigen's and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah what no, is this? I, I, yeah. She did some like MILF song. You didn't song. hear that MILF song. No. It's oh, she just like banded together with all like the milfs in America <laughs> and like made a like a video, but it's uh, like I like, don't think I got through it to like know it. Empowered, sexy mothers. Oh, could you say that? that? Or, yeah, yeah. Well, but it, but like Fergie. Do you Fergie? Do that. That's your craft. Do you? I don't know. 
But yeah. I respect it. <laughs> did any of you that, like? Did any of you look deep into like? I watched this like seven minute video on Facebook of like. I don't think it was titled the lost member of Black Eyed Peas, but it was the original woman that was in Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, uh, was she amazing? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like she was like when they when they first started, it was her, um, Will I Am, and one of the oh, dudes, good Lord. the Apple, other two beautiful Apple ones. Apple yeah, but <laughs> Fergie had nothing to do with it, and like they were like the illest rap group. Like they no, were raw, more yeah, were, more raw, mm-hmm. like boom bap. Mm-hmm. They put her into go mainstream, and, sh- and they um, did. The ori- yeah, yeah, and that the original the woman was like a rapper, and she was like a singer as well. But they sort of kept it to the side. She didn't get that much, and then I think they toured, and then she got back home. And was like, I'm out. I'm out. Like I can't. And she, she never really got the she never got the call to go back on tour again. Mm. And then, boom, Fergie pulls up. I saw I saw a similar docu, or not similar, but on Black Eyed Peas and how they were like. Really well accepted in the rap genre, like of like rap heads. Mm. Yeah, and then Fergie came in and they went like pop. Yeah, and mm. then now their most recent album without her has been back to that like. like the billionaires, so, you know, they're, yeah. they're honestly they amazing. Like mm. the the okay, guys in the crew, like they're honestly so amazing and so conscious. Like all of them, one mm. of them's like South American, other ones Native American. Will I am's like African. American, mm. so they're just like all like oh, they're actually so amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's Fergie. Good mm. <laughs> what? What? Have you seen that photo of her first gig, her first ever gig? No. Did y'all see that? No. <laughs> so she, she, yeah. Oh no, bless her. She peed on. Her. She peed herself. Oh, that oh. That one? yeah, I have seen that one. Damn, actually. you called for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody even yeah. knew about it. She. Pissed herself, but good on her because she kept going. She kept oh, singing God, and she was just like there with like wet pants, like because of nerves. Is it? Is that she what just forgetting? Forgetting? Oh. She was just like the show must go on. I yeah, mean, I her. stand, but like honestly, yeah. good on her. Yeah, it's like when you like I've I'm spewed on stage. I remember I spewed in the very first line of wow. the song on the very first song of the very of the start of was the that set. nerves? No, or? no, no. I just, I just. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just felt sick. No, no, no. I'd, I'd done something that it, it triggered my gag reflux. Oh yeah. So yeah. I got up, I got up um, on stage, and literally the very first line was like, it was like a big scream. I was like, "You said you wanted water, and it was like a big bang. And so I was Sorry. like, I get up just, on stage, and I was like, they do the big string out, and I was like, Whoosh. I get up on stage, and everyone's there, like, ah. and it was like. You said you only want to. Oh, <laughs> that is hilarious. The speed of it, it was pretty that great. That is hilarious. I guess yeah. does anybody else have like an embarrassing kind of oh, stage yeah. fright moment? Tons. Or creative moment? Mm. Embarrassing. I remember. Embarrassing. I remember shooting like um, big, like a portrait series with Big Sound. It, it's not like embarrassing. I just like was really confident with my film, and I like, and I thought I was. I had it on tap and I was shooting some friends from Sydney. So I was like really cool, real easy. And I wasn't shooting on any digital for backup. And then I like rewound the film and just like ripped it all off this rocket oh. and opened the back. And I was like, cause I remembered like being to the boys, like, yo, like I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> These photos, it's lit. <laughs> oh no. And then I remember like trying to get ready for the next shoot. And then just like, once you open the back of the film. Mm, that light. Oh, your True. Heart. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, but like an embarrassing story. I was like, 
at Splendor in the Grass, my friend was performing. And he's like, yo, at this song, come up on stage and bring a blunt and we'll smoke it on stage. I was like, cool. Let me do it. And he hands it back and I drop it. Uh, like in front of like little thousands of people. And that's my embarrassing moment. Just for me. I don't know if anyone saw it. But I dropped that shit. <laughs> and I was like, damn. No. I feel like such an amateur now. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't cold smoking weed anymore. <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah. wow. What do you call it again, Jack? What is it? The devil's the devil's lettuce. lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Oh, the devil's lettuce, lettuce yeah. yeah. Oh, get out lettuce. of town. Sorry, I still can't get over that. Australians are really good at making weird names, like like cabbage, and like they're just like the names for salmon for drugs, like just cups of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what does in general? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Just in general, like in general, like Australia is so good for just making up like weird names for things. Yeah, people from other countries. yeah, it's good. Like, you you sound, like, we sound crazy. Yeah. We are. We just gonna are go crazy. Have a yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go cook some salmon. You want some? Yeah, I'd love some. Good. Or the yeah, nah, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah. Yeah, nah, Which means yes. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is that a yes? <laughs> nah. Nah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's like you're just like thinking about it. It's like, yeah, nah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me in my head. Yeah. No, but yeah, it would only make sense to us. Yeah, and everyone's looking at you like it, it's so weird. Have you made you your mind up? And yeah, and you're like, no, I said yeah. Well, it's like that. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're like close enough to someone, you just say like, passes the Scooby. Mm. Mm. They're like, yeah, here. The what? It means anything. Oh, at that oh point. is it just like a uniform? Oh, like, yeah. Just like it just pa- passes. Just make up a word. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, here Scooby. you go. Yeah, yeah. it's just like it Owen's dictionary. Yeah, honestly. Glamonious. Urban Dictionary <laughs> Australian <laughs> style. I mean, like, oof. Oof. <laughs> that should actually come out, but I'm not going to edit that one. It would be, like, yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Honestly. Mm. I think for people to, like, read out what they're saying, they'll be like, wow. <laughs> we I must... talk so pathetically. That's, gonna, yeah. that's the interesting thing about listening to yourself have a conversation. You're like, mm. oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is that what I sound like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you notice when you go back home and you talk to your parents, and you say some things. I noticed we went out on like a work trip together. That's when we first started talking about this whole thing. And uh, Jamila is very private about everything, like, and, <laughs> like just like we just chat, chatting the whole time, and like you were saying about. Your, your name and how you like I just felt when she spoke to her, her parents or her family there was like this completely different accent like home comfortable everything's mm. cool let's chat and then like in the office just like good day sir yeah. you know like just like very formal mm. and then <laughs> when, when she's when she was comfortable she was just like cruisy because no. work is not no no like, no and i'm just saying y'all like, not my friends you know? <laughs> <laughs> i mean like you're my friend no, like, no, i'm fine. just cool. saying there's, like, beef. Friday <laughs> there's no beef we're like, <laughs> yeah, i'm not trying to create it no 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 i mean <laughs> everyone wants to know what we're talking about half the time yeah so we're friends yeah no mm. no i'm just saying. yeah, yeah you, you, you different you have different terms like and different, different languages yeah 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 like the energy switches up to when you're like talking to different people whether it's like your family or like yeah Mm. i get that yeah well i get if you're if you're not from like australia i realize that with like a lot of my um 
friends that are from overseas and when they start talking to their parents, it's just like total switch up and like like good ways. It's just so beautiful. It's like, oh, my God, like I feel like I know you kind of a bit more because you're like, especially if it's like a different language too. Mm. I love that shit. I'm just like, can you mm. talk to me like that? Please. Yeah, <laughs> wish I could reciprocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wish we could have an open conversation. Oh. I'm just gonna listen. I was thinking about traveling, isn't it? When you go in other countries, you try to speak their language, and they just answer you back in English. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when I was in Scandinavia, I kept trying to speak, um, like Swedish. I tried to speak Swedish a bunch of times, and they just answer you in in English. And they're like, ah, oh, trust me. It's easier for both of us if yeah. I just speak English. Put you back in place. Oh, so yeah. inferior. <laughs> and, and, and like, yeah. I watched so many YouTube videos. Yeah, in South, <laughs> South America as well, like trying to speak Spanish and they just like, they like look at you like you're a retard. You're like, yeah. <laughs> What? That is not how you say churro. I was just really good at saying sorry, lo siento. I just kept saying sorry for all for everything. Sorry, I'm just like sorry for everything. I wish I was better. Um, influences. So I saw on your Instagram story you picked up a book for Gunna. Oh, Gunna Stole. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. Looking at all the hip hop photographers that you come out of, like LA and whatnot, do you do you look to any of those? Uh, yeah, there's there's a few photographers that I like. It's it's quite hard with photography because um, you can often see similarities with your work and other people's work because of like the gear that you use, like with film, like Gunnarstall, for instance, he shoots point and shoot film. And he gets to capture um, a lot of the behind the scenes of festivals, a lot of behind the scenes of studio time. And that's essentially what I do in like one sort of section of how I take photos. Yeah. Um, So I look up to, I guess, more the people that he's photographing. Uh Like I like his style and that might be just a thing of like, me thinking I could take a better photo with my film camera, mm-hmm. you know, because that's like I've met uh, someone else who was a hip hop photographer and I actually got to um, shoot his exhibition, Mel D. Cole. Mm. Uh, yeah. So he got his come up with the roots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Questy. Uh, it was because I was friends with uh, a lady called Sarah who runs the Culprit Club. They do like art exhibitions. And what happened was she's like, I need a videographer to shoot tonight. It's for this guy called Maldi Cole. Some dude from Sydney called me to, and told me I need to put this exhibition on. I was like, all right. And then you know what you're like when someone asks you to do a job, you're like, well, what's the fee? Like are you going to pay me? I don't <laughs> and then you look into it and you're like, oh, it's Mel D. Cole. Mm. And from, you know, early in his career, he shot like my favorite artist, Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And then you look deeper and it's like Beyonce, like Tyler Creator, you know, Questlove, uh, Jay-Z, Drake, just like everyone and anyone that, I guess, means something in the American music industry. Mm -hmm. So I got to talk to him at his night and he bought Neo. Oh, not Neo, Trey Songz. (laughs) Because he was in town because he's Trey Songz's touring photographer. Mm. And um, 
he was just saying like like he's uh he would be like 40 over 40 who mel mm. i believe i don't want to like i'm 23 so i <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I might the, have to Google that. He's much older than I am. And um, I just got to look at his photos and just talk to him a little bit. And I, I took a photo of him. And I like what he's done. Um, but it's quite hard to be a fan of another photographer because, like, when I see the situation that he's in, I sort of see my own perspective and what angle I would have shot from. And I also don't really like that sometimes because it's like I just want to appreciate what he's created. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I love Kid Cudi so much. I would have mm. been on the floor over there looking mm. up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there are some photographers that I have. I wish I took that photo. Like uh, there's a James Robinson. He's a Melbourne photographer. Mm -hmm. His Instagram's james.pdf. But he just plays with lights really well and every photo looks like a movie scene like a still from a movie scene oh wow and he's just been able to create scenes and capture them and they're just like he shoots his mother and his like grandparents really well like it's it's quite funny because it's sort of the usual setting you'd see like artist press shots in like he's done artist press shots for like megan the stallion mm. but he's got his like grandmother like in this setting and it's just like because he's representing his mom mom's culture and um it's just crazy how like i don't know i one day want to be able to create because i'm such a in the moment photographer one day i want to be able to create so that's when i get influence from people that's how it is like i appreciate how they're creating a scene and capturing it because i think that's something i struggle with like set design and something that's something I want to build myself up to. How do you? So I was chatting with um, an uh, an artist that creates gloss pieces, uh, Jared Wright, and we were chatting about the line between appreciating other people's art and then replicating, like not intentionally, or where's that line of replicating replicating someone else's art versus creating something. Mm -hmm that's influenced by someone else. Because mm. uh, I know in the art world, like, <coughs> I mean, that's the copying mm. is the greatest form of flattery. But, yeah. but I know some people get emotional about it. Like, don't copy my stuff. Like, yeah, for uh, sure. How do you find that? Like, I know when I... This would be hard and like, for you specifically in the photography world. Cause yeah. Sometimes it's like, because you want to shoot a particular artist and then maybe your best friend is a photographer. Got mm. to. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, damn. wow. It's like, damn. Like, mm. But then also it sort of um, allows me to open my mind a little bit. Like I like to get, I don't know, sometimes I don't like to share what cameras I'm shooting with because yeah. I know, because people will be like, yo, what camera is that? This is the first time they've spoken to me. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> you're trying to take a photo like me. I get it. But then also you're like, then in these days I'm like, all right, Go to this store, buy this film and this battery and shoot like this. Um, you'll learn you'll get more and more of that the better you get. Yeah. That's yeah. just what it will become eventually. Yeah. But there's, there's sometimes like, I can't remember a, a specific moment just because I 
like to forget jealous moments and I'd like sort of build, I try to see the good in it Mm -hmm. rather than seeing like that dude definitely ripped off my logo or a photo that I've taken. I just go, all right, he was inspired. Even if he was like maliciously just stealing my idea, I just like to kill it with kindness. But it definitely at the start is like, hurts you want to cry when you're you get angry it's like i'm not a violent person but you're like damn man (laughs) feeling Mm. petty as hell right yeah yeah exactly you do and you get jealous and you're just Mm. like why why did that person get that reception for something that i've already done yeah Mm. that's essentially it but that's just Mm. like maturing with yourself and understanding that like anyone can take a photo like Mm. in everyone's pockets right now is the opportunity to capture a moment. Mm-hmm. So I just being comfortable and content with your own like point of view just like reminds you that like they're just negative thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amen. 100%. Word up. Damn, y'all like just, mm. just getting you guys Too in the field. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> right after my introduction, I was like, Damn, man, I'm very vulnerable right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you didn't That's so yeah. beautiful. But I like that. I don't want to be putting anything on, but it was just like, all right, it started off heavy. <laughs> it's yeah. so beautiful, though. It, yeah. it just opens up a space for like so I'm trying all to of brag us or anything. Welcome to brag. I mean, <laughs> yeah, bragging's fun, but like, I want to get to know everyone so I can go back and like mm-hmm. check out your work and then be like, mm-hmm. all right. I, I sat with you for an hour. Now I can listen to it with, like, I guess your perspective. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, beautiful. Amen to that. Amen. I mean, I mean what, we're, we're probably running out of time right now. Yeah. But. Still overnight. What did you think of Flying Lotus 3D? <sighs> oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. okay <laughs> I'm okay, okay. so jealous. You weren't okay. there? No. So we're running out of time, but I will try and keep it short. Um, Like, it was so inspiring. I think and I just my appreciation for technology has just heightened because like oh, it just it stimulated your your everything. But like what you like visually and hearing him, it was just like and you've got the three D glasses. I'm not gonna lie, I took them off halfway because my eyes were like getting fucked up. But it was such an inspiring show. He just like I can't, yeah, I can't even explain. I think everyone was just like blown away. Just the visuals and how he just, yeah, with the music, it was just, you felt like you're like vibrating and just like, you're, you're like you're on drugs basically without even being on drugs, mm-hmm. you know? Wait, wait, were you there? Yeah, I was. <gasps> I was. Oh my God, wait. Yeah, did you? I don't know if you messaged me. I don't know. No, I messaged you like, are you going? Oh, that was what I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Invasion Day, wasn't it? Yeah, it totally mm. was. He did a Welcome to Country. He did, and I thought yeah. that was like that. I was saw like so a mint. snippet on someone's Instagram, and I was like, "Yo, that's like how it should like, be done." So yeah. that was like probably like my favorite. Part. I think yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that was my favorite part too. It was just amazing. Like they just had like the flag up, and everyone like in the crowd was just like. Always was, always was, always. Wow. <laughs> yes. It was so poignant Say being that on that day too. It was so it's amazing. Like, it's getting bigger and better every year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it was inspiring, the Flying Lotus show. Hmm. 
And and just like just the way he like carried it is like he wasn't trying to put on a show and like he did put on a show, but it's like him playing in his bedroom. He was just like fucking with noises and stuff, but it was all obviously structured, but his energy is just like childlike and he's just like, let me play with my boys and make music in front of like heaps of people right now, but it was just like a great energy. And like his smile is so amazing, and <laughs> I'm just like, no, no, he's beautiful. Um, yeah, it was inspiring. I thought it was a great show. Like yeah. it was a show that you didn't even want to bring your phone out because you were just so captivated in the moment. Yeah, for the entire show, and like even the crowd, I was just like, well, oh, damn. Yeah, y'all are really nice. Yeah, just swaying. Just win. Mm. And he did like a like a dedication to Mac Miller. Mm. And I was just like, okay. <gasps> oh, that FOMO right there. Yeah. But I just wanted to end off on that note. Mm. But thank you guys for coming. Oh, no really, way. really appreciate it. Yeah, thank Y'all you very just much. Thank made it really cool. Bearing episode. your souls this with is us. So cool. like, thank I you really yeah, for thank inviting. You. Yeah. <laughs> really appreciate it. Yeah, so you tested out our first ever segment. Our yeah. name is still pending, but it's Conversations with Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we like to call you friends now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I already thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> what do you okay. mean? Wow. <laughs> this was a test. This wow. was a test. No. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> I mean, I um, But tell the people where they can catch you at. And if there's any other yeah. events that you've got Ooh. coming up, let mm. us know. Uh, my Instagram is at onlyodd. Um, don't come to my house. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. But I work at a cafe in South Bank, so come buy some coffee and make my boss wealthy. Oh my god, I yeah. would love to come and see you. Yeah, honestly. the dugout. The dugout N- near the TAFE, like it's in between the TAFE. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm, I'm learning how that. to make latte art. <laughs> the first what? one I drew was like a penis, <laughs> and it was completely accident. Yes. And, sure. and yeah. I haven't been able to draw anything else since. <laughs> they all just look like Pac Man. Like instead of a lover, it's just Pac Man. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, uh, at Dancing Water on Instagram and Dancing Water on Facebook, I have uh, a SoundCloud where I'm going to be putting up a mixtape in the middle of the year. It's called Duan Duan, which means black in Yugambi, my dad's tribe's language. And there's going to be heaps of vulnerable, happy and sad emo, sad girl music on there. Um, But yeah, there's going to be more Dancing Water stuff like featuring with like heaps of people soon as well. SoundCloud would be your best suggestion? Yeah, right Sick. now. Um, yeah. But yeah, nice. that's me. Perfect. Um, uh, my Instagram would be the most um, fruitful site, would say probably just uh, Wellborn is my name and or wellbornart.com is my website. Um, I have a solo art show coming up um, at on the 7th of March at Mungrel. Um, in Milton, it's like a cool kind of like casual style. Is that the spot across the way from Scratch? Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned Jared. I'm actually doing an exhibition with him yeah, in yeah. April as well. Um, so we're doing an exhibition together in April. But the one in March is the most this is the most recent one, and that one's just called Wasted, which is just essentially um, my perspective in general. Um, 
as, as of now. So it's essentially just like a lot of expressive abstract portraitism and um, cultural, modern contemporary cultural expressionism and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of like mixed media kind of style stuff, a bit grungy. Um, so that and then um, the April show is a more formalised one, which is more related to culture. There'll be some Aboriginal art in there and stuff as well. That one will be a bit more confronting, um, that particular exhibition at Bibs Embrace on the 17th of April. Um, so those are the two most recent shows I've got coming up, which are both uh, essentially solo shows. So, yeah. Love it. Congrats. Yeah. Definitely going to come along. Yes. Yeah, definitely come around and have a beer at the Mungra one because it's like a beer type of place. Yeah. So and then there's a night show across the road with my other friends that are doing a show across the road at Scratch on the exact same night. So it's gonna be like a joint. Oh my god, cool. love it! Kind of night of yeah, yeah. of running, um, back and forth. running back and forward and just chilling because mm-hmm. it's good bars. They've both got solid beers and good food. So yeah, be a good vibe. Mm-hmm. Gang, so, gang, seventh of March, guys. What are you guys up to? Do you have got any plans? Yeah. What's your Instagrams? Yeah, guys. Do you got that <laughs> plug that, that mixtape? You got some what? bars. What? Yeah. I mean, Jared's yeah. got bars. Yeah. Like every time we go on a road trip, full work. I've always got bars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Nah, we're just pressure and shit. Talk about fear and trauma. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're going to be some real sad bars right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm missing my dog. <laughs> yeah. cool. Also, shout out to my friend's bar that just opened Dirty Sultan. So you should go and hit oh. up Dirty Sultan. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yes, that is that. Thank, thank you so much yeah, for inviting us, honestly. Much. No, thank you guys. No, this is Friday awesome. Night. Got real deep. Magic. Is night. it Friday? Yeah, it's what Friday. Is? Hey, bitch, what are we doing? Hey, Beers. <laughs> Beers. Seriously. In the meantime, I've been Jamil. I've been Jared. And we are. Neon Hotline Brisbane. Yo!